Welcome to the Parent Ed Podcast by Focus on the Family Singapore. Family life can be crazy and chaotic, so join us as we figure it out together. Hello and welcome to the Parent Ed Podcast. My name is EJ and I'm your host for this episode. In each episode of the Paranet Podcast, we will be tackling questions that parents are asking about family life, parenting, marriage, work life, and more. We will be speaking with everyday parents and practitioners as they share with us their experience and practical ideas. We hope that you will keep tuning in to learn with us and to grow personally in your journey as parents. Today, we're gonna talk on the topic about teenagehood. Teenagehood. We often approach this chapter of our children's lives with a bit of fear and trepidation. We ask ourselves, will they still listen to us? Will they fall prey to negative influences as they grow wings and explore the world? All these worries can assail us as our kids enter teenagehood. So today, in this Paranet podcast, we'll be taking a deep dive into the topic of instilling in our teens a sense of purpose. How do we actually do this? Is it innate in our children? Or do we have a part to play in fanning into flame a passion and drive in their hearts? Joining with me on this Paranet Podcast episode is a very dear friend, Muru, to share his journey with us. So welcome to the Paranet Podcast, Muru. Thank you very much, EJ, for having me here. Hi, everyone. My name is Muru, and uh, I am very honoured to be here to share my insights and, more importantly, my learning in handling uh, my teenagers. Thank you, Muru. It's great to have you on our Parent Podcast. And maybe you could tell us a bit more about your children, because today we're going to talk a little bit about the teenagehood. You know? So tell us a bit more about your children, how old they are, and maybe what they're currently doing right now. Okay, so I'm very blessed to have uh, two teenagers. Uh, we have Tanisha, who's my oldest. She's 17. And I always joke around that uh, while she's 17, she thinks she's 25, you know, an old soul, you know, in Malay, they say mat nene. And my son, who is uh, 15, he is the opposite. He thinks he's 12. So I've got these two lovely, bubbly teenagers. I enjoy hanging out with them and uh, I think they enjoy hanging out with us, uh, myself and my wife, Myra. Now, all I can say is uh, it, while they are learning to cope with teenagehood, I think we ourselves, myself and my wife, we are also learning how to be parents to teenagers and uh, we learn together. Sounds like uh, as we share about your two kids, they have two very distinct, very unique personality and definitely very special in both you and uh, your wife's eyes as you watch them grow up and developing into who they are today and of course an exciting journey ahead as they grow into probably adulthood. So today as we talk about teenagehood, you know, we're going to talk about helping our teenagers find a sense of purpose in life. Well, this topic, we can't escape from uh, this big word called motivation. Because motivation comes when we have a strong sense of purpose and belief with what we are doing and are going to make a difference to the world and the people uh, around us. Uh, But what does this look like to a teenager who often are still like, you know, scratching their head and trying to figure out who they even uh, are? You know, so Muro, maybe you take us through. Your kids are 17 and 15. You are probably going through it in this journey of helping them find their purpose in their lives. What has been your experience or maybe even challenges Mm. in raising your teens and building a greater sense of awareness in them of who they are in their journey of seeking out their purpose? It's great that we start off with purpose. Before we talk about 
trying to instill purpose in our children. I think what Myra and I did uh, when we got married, even before we had kids, is we had many discussions about how are we going to bring our kids into this world and what kind of legacy do we want to live. So we started off with even before having children, how do we want our children to be? So that shaped our purpose. So one of the things we all agreed on very quickly is we want our kids to have good values. So we focus a lot on values. With that values, you know, everything else comes into place. And the way we live, the way we talk to each other demonstrates how we interact with people. And these values then, you know, uh, shapes our kids. Hopefully along the way, they will see that purpose. We talk about, you know, having good values. We talk about contributing back to society, caring for others. So these are some of the broad areas that we wanted to look at. When we had them and in their years they were growing up, we were more interested in inculcating good values. I can tell you my kids aren't perfect. You know, we've had calls from their teachers. They're fumble just like us. But then we use it a point in time to reflect back on our purpose. And that has helped us along the way. Thanks for sharing with us, Muru. As you talk a lot about having that conversation between you and your wife, you know, as you were in the journey of raising kids, or you rightfully mentioned, so even before you had kids, what kind of values you want to instill in your kids? Maybe you could talk us a little bit through more. On the home front, will there be some values that you often speak about with your children? You know, I'm just short of saying nagging to them. But mm, mm. <laughs> how you, what are some values that you constantly share with them that's important to instill? And maybe one or two practical ways how you demonstrate these values to them. I am a strong proponent of having people learn values uh, through watching actions rather than words. So again, I'm not perfect, but I always believe that I need to demonstrate good mm -hmm. values. My wife needs to demonstrate good values. Mm -hmm. And when we do that, I think it is caught rather than just taught. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that is one of our beliefs. Mm -hmm. Many parents ask me, what's the secret in even having the opportunity to have a conversation with your kids and to bond. Even before we talk about purpose, we need to be able to communicate with each other, yeah. right? It's not about having a lecture on purpose or having a lecture on motivation or who you're going to be. Uh, if there's any advice I can give, I know you've not asked me for any advice yet, but if there's one thing that parents can do from the start, every evening, gather everyone at the dining table. Now, you don't need to be having a three-hour conversation. Your kids could be doing their homework. You know, Myra, she does her candy crush until today. And I could be, you know, watching my Netflix or uh, doing some work or reading. As long as we're there physically, it allows for conversations. And when we have those conversations, then it allows us to talk about purpose. It allows us to talk about motivation. Mm -hmm. But if we are not even physically together, it is going to be a lot harder to talk about what's your purpose in life. Mm. So my one tip is you can be doing your own things, but physically we need to be there so that we can have more conversations. Mm. And that has helped us. You know, until today, I remember when the CB hit mm. and we were all stuck at home, right? So, you know, we got used to this. We were having lots of uh, dinners and lunches at home. And when the CB got lifted, I remember one day my neighbors walked past our house and said, hey guys, what are you doing at home? You can actually go out and eat already. But we enjoy, you know, the time that we spend at home mm. and that has helped us. So when we have this kind of conversation, it then helps us talk more about purpose, you know, talk more about motivation. It is a challenge. Sometimes even for me, I need to ask myself, okay, are we aligned? You know, uh, are we motivated? There are days where I'm not motivated. There are days where I may fumble. Yeah, we learn from each other. I think one of the things that 
I've always believed in is uh, we are accountable for each other. So even from a young age, I always tell my kids, your job is to help Papa be a better person. And my job is to help you be a better person. So when I make mistakes, I own up and they have given me advice. Mm-hmm. And when this happens, that sense of shared purpose comes up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I find it useful. Not perfect, but I find it useful. Wow, this is really powerful. It's not like some mind-blowing new thing for parents to do, but it's about bringing to the forefront, bringing to mind a reminder that, hey, you know, we need to set aside time, you know, to have those conversations. We may be busy with the many things that we have to do, but it's about coming together, like what you mentioned, a specific time, maybe meal time uh, or just after meal time, coming together and have those conversations. Mm-hmm. And as I hear you, Muru, it's about being very intentional. And I love your analogy earlier when you mentioned that values are often caught more than just being taught. The teaching is important, but the values as parents that we live out, whether it's honesty, integrity, being respectful or responsible, you live it out and your children are watching. Sometimes they may be playing a video game, but they are watching you from the corner of their mm-hmm. eyes and mm-hmm. seeing you living it out and they're catching uh, it as well. So, so that's really a food for thought for all of us who are tuning into this episode of the Paranet podcast. Moving forward, you talk a lot about delivering and developing that sense of motivation, the values in their children, and then slowly we move on that journey to helping them find their purpose. I would like to ask you, has there been a time when your children struggled to appreciate the values, you know, struggled to be more motivated? You, you rightly put it, you struggle at times. And when they struggle, how do you respond? I think one of the things that we have uh, been doing is whenever our kids come to us for advice, when they, for example, you know, Tanisha had some moments where she had difficulty making some friends. So when she used to come to me and say, Papa, you know, I'm having some difficulties. Uh, by default, my uh, response would be, so why are you having such difficulties? You know, rather than jumping into giving solutions. Mm-hmm. So I believe that we need to equip them with the ability to think through before they reach out. And that kind of helped. The other thing when we talk about motivation, I think when we give them values, you know, what they want to be in life, what is going to motivate them, there's a lot of uncertainty. Let me give you an example. My son, three years ago, told me he wants to be a professional soccer player. He, he loves playing soccer. You know, he's good at it, uh, may not be at a professional level. But I know as parents, especially in Singapore, will say, ah, yeah, you know, it cannot, um, you cannot make a living out of it. You can see so many failures and all. But rather than just crushing his motivation at that moment, we said, okay, uh, do you want us to support you by getting you to join a soccer club for training? Uh, the other thing that we do and we uh, still do for about 10 years now is we play soccer together in the weekends. Even my wife and my kids and also we kind of support. And recently I have learned to support Manchester United because he supports it. So we kind of join them and that hopefully will motivate them to carry on. But I can tell you in two years time, he says, you know, Papa, I'm done with soccer and I want to move to ballet for all you know. Uh, we will just have to expose them to that, right? So when we hear them talking about, you know, Papa, I want to try and be a lawyer. I want to try and be a psychiatrist. I remember we actually got them connected to some of our friends who are psychologists, who are uh, physiotherapists as well, just to have a conversation over the phone. So we can guide them along the way in that motivation. And it's going to change. The world that they're going to be working in, the world that they're going to be growing in is uncertain. We don't know. So rather than equipping them with certain skills like, oh, I need you to be a lawyer, I need you to be a doctor, you know, it's uncertain. But if we give them good values, give them this moral compass, they can then navigate themselves in this uncertain world. Well, it sounds like it takes a lot of time. 
it takes a lot of time to have these conversations. And as I hear you share, Muru, you and your wife, you are very supportive parents. You know, many parents often share with us that their kids have all these wild ideas. You know, today their ambitions are this, the next day their purpose is that. You know, they keep changing direction. And very often it's very easy for parents to just be quick to dismiss the children, you know, saying things like, ah, you don't know what you're thinking about. You know, I've walked a longer journey in life. I've eaten more salt than you eat rice. Mm-hmm. All right. So better listen to mom and dad and you just follow what we tell you. But mm-hmm. what I hear from you and you're doing it very uniquely is being very supportive. Even though, like you mentioned earlier, you know that your son, he's not there in terms of skills to be that national level to be trained, but yet you support him to grow it as an interest, grow it as a hobby, and even turns out to be a family activity that you enjoy doing it together. I love also the example you shared where you connected your children with the interest that they're talking about. You actually take that effort and that time to talk to them, to connect them with people. And our children today grow up in a world where they are easily influenced. Friends, especially in teenagehood, right? I mean, you can attest to this that Often the biggest source of influence are the friends, you know. As a parent, how do you navigate around them about motivation, values, education, and helping them find a sense of purpose? But, you know, watching them grow in an environment where friends play such an important part of their lives, how do you guide them in, like, friendships and all these? I think the first thing we do is we are very blessed that our kids share about their friends. They are open about who they are hanging out with. Some of the boundaries that we have, we need to know, for example, if they are going out for lunch after school. Hmm. So very clearly, we have set some boundaries. Number one, you need to ask us first whether you can hang out with your friends. Who are your friends? Where are you going? What time you are going to be done? What activity you're going to be doing? So when they are able to tell us that, and then we know these friends and we'll trust them. Now, there are many occasions where they have new friends. And then, uh, you know, every time I drop them off at the MRT station, my mantra is behave yourselves. You know, behave yourselves. It's a constant reminder. Uh, And I know there will be moments where uh, they may meet some people who may not add value to their lives. And for all you know, a Tanisha and Trisha could be people who meet with other friends and they could be the ones who caused them to stumble as well. So we don't know. So I feel that as long as we know who these people are and the kind of activities that they're doing, you don't need to micromanage them. Mm. You know, just a phone call, say, okay, I'm here, I'm with my friends, and give them boundaries. That kind of helps. We do invite some of their friends to come over. Uh, even, you know, to, we take them out bowling sometimes, or, you know, just to see who they are. And sometimes we also take the opportunity to drop them off at their friend's house and then have a quick chat. Yeah. So that kind of helps. I don't have an answer because they are going to meet people who are going to even cause problems for them, right? Especially online. You know, they can fall prey to these people. So as long as we try to give them those values, help them guide themselves. Mm. And if they make a mistake, hopefully they can pick themselves up and brush off and Mm. move on. And we have to be there for that. In your experience with your children and you have probably in your line of career and your work, you've worked with many teenagers and parents as well. How important are mentors in a young person's life? You know, when I was teaching uh, in a secondary school and then new teachers used to come in and I'll always tell them this, your students don't need a friend. They have thousands of friends on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and all that. I think what they need is an adult mentor a guide, you know, someone who can walk this journey with them. I think that is important. 
So I, I think this is important for parents to be mindful about, you know, because like what Muru you shared, you know, our kids are surrounded by friends, you know, it's important to get them exposed into this world or be intentional to be on the lookout for uh, role models, trusted mentors that can surround them to be like a, a guiding light to support them in this journey because teenagers today are really navigating a, a meandering stream, so much things to look out for. Maybe I can share an example. Who we as adults coin as mentors uh, could be very different from teenagers and their perception of mentors. So I remember this one time, uh, Tanisha and Trishan were talking about this YouTubers. Okay, local YouTubers, and they say, wow, very cool, you know, oh, they're like our models and all that. So rather than just dismissing that, because there was some kind of drama going on, we asked them, okay, well, what do you like about these people? And, you know, they, they shared certain things. And then we also said, okay, while you are looking up to these people in certain aspects of how they run their YouTube channel and all, but we also need to be mindful of their private lives. So we shouldn't dismiss they are role models. BTS could be a role model. Lisa from Blackpink could be a role model. Taylor Swift could be a role model. So we also need to allow them to get their own role models. Yeah. And then just guide them along the way. Mm. Again, coming back to having the conversations with them. Don't be quick to dismiss their ambitions, their dream or who they talk about. Mm -hmm. Because I think uh, the whole idea of having conversations, right? You know, the moment we dismiss them too quickly, a wall builds up and they will not even want to enter that second stage of further conversation with us. Um, you know, many parents have probably have this question in their minds too. As we parent our children uh, with the aim of helping them to become more motivated in life and wanting to uh, establish their purpose in life, it is never a bit of roses. It is always a journey of ups and downs. It's always easy to parent the child, the teenager, when the journey is on the up. Everybody's feeling good and positive. Um, but how about those times where they fail, they fall, and they lose heart? And they try their best to follow this path, to be motivated, to seek out their purpose, but they meet obstacles they couldn't climb over and they feel so discouraged. As a parent yourself, Muru, uh, I'm sure your, your kids have probably been on that journey, met discouragements and obstacles. How do you and your wife encourage them? Or do you even like pick them up? How do you do that? I think the first thing we need to do is to be there physically, mm -hmm. you know. You don't even sometimes have to say anything. If you know that they're going through some tough times, you know, maybe with their friends, uh, with school, you know, even online, just to be there next to them saying that, you know, if you need to talk, I'm here. Mm. So it goes back to us spending time at the dining table every evening. It's important that we are there. We know that we are there for each other physically. And then if they are comfortable sharing, they will share. So sometimes Myra does this and she does this really well, you know, uh, and, uh, before they go to bed, she goes into their room and she just uh, sits with them. And if they are ready to talk, they'll talk. So she does that and she does a great job with that. So I allow that to happen. And for me, they'll turn to me more for like, you know, uh, advice about school or something like that. So we have um, certain roles that we play. Yeah. And again, it comes back to you need to be there physically. Mm. That allows people to want to open up. As I hear you, both you and your wife play that very complimentary role. She's like most of the time holding the safe space mm. emotionally for your kids. When they're all bottling up, you know, and they're ready to share, there she is, willing to listen, willing to hear. And it sounds to me like you're the, the advisor, you know, you're the ones that gives the words of wisdom, you know, pointing them the right direction, helping them to connect the dots, I would say, make sense of what they probably are going through today to relate to a practical, a very potential learning to embrace for the future road again. Both of us, we've been working with youths for many years. We all know that, you know, it's important to help youths connect the dots and to make sense 
And as well as what your wife is doing, you know, holding that safe space. That's so important. There's so much wisdom as we hear from you, Muru, today. And I thought before we end today's podcast, would there be any parting words of encouragement that you would like to share with all parents that are tuning into today's episode? I think we need to understand that as parents, we are also on a journey. We are also learning. And we can tell our children openly, our teenagers openly, that we are also learning. Uh, that while you are learning and dealing with this hormones and this whole adulthood, you know, going into adulthood and all, we as parents are also going into a new season, you know. As I think to allow ourselves to be vulnerable and say, let's learn together. Mm. I think that really helps, you know. Mm. It's okay, we don't need to have all the answers. Again, it comes back to we are all accountable for each other. We help each other be better versions of ourselves. And that should be something that we need to work on. Mm. Yeah. Other than that, just, you know, hang out. Uh, I never liked Korean music. I'll give you an example. So when my kids were talking about Blackpink, you know, rather than saying, ah, yeah, what kind of music, you know, all the Korean uh, guys and girls all look the same, you know. So we actually sat down with them and we watched the Blackpink uh, documentary on Netflix. And I can tell you, after that, I found newfound respect for these Korean stars because they put in a lot of effort. In fact, Blackpink is, could be my role model because for eight years, if I'm not wrong, they were together before they even debuted. That's a lot of hard work, you know. So then now when we sit down together and we listen to music, I do listen to Korean music as well. I even tried watching some Korean dramas with my daughter. And then at the same time, I exposed them to my kind of music, Michael Jackson, Prince, you know, when Michael Jackson passed away, you know, I, we, we talked about it. We actually went for the uh, documentary and, and, and they like it now, right? So we should be open to learning what their world looks like as much as we want them to understand what our world looks like. Wow, you know, Muru, you are really cool there. Just hearing all these stories of how you take the step out of probably, I would say, your comfort zone, what you're familiar with and uh, to engage into your children's world. And what I hear in today's podcast as we share is that our teenagers are on that journey, finding out their purpose, developing their motivation. And it's really a journey that's full, that's going left and right, ups and downs, and there's a lot of obstacle. But what I hear is that your experiences informs us that you make that step to walk alongside them in that journey. You don't remove the obstacles, you sometimes climb with them, you sometimes give them advice how they can overcome it. One thing I keep hearing from you is you don't dismiss them, their thoughts, their ideas, but you explore together with them. And I think that is so precious. And mm. I believe as I hear your story, that's where your children develop that kind of respect for you, that closeness in your relationship with you as well. To all listeners, I hope you have caught these nuggets of wisdom from uh, my dear friend Muru as he takes time to share with us today on our episode of how help our teenager find their purpose all right through this teenagehood so to all our listeners thank you so much for tuning in to uh, this episode of the parallel podcast we hope you have benefited from today's conversation and to be more confident all right as a parent and probably have more ideas on how you can help your teenager find purpose and motivation even through the tough times to find out more on parenting resources do check out our website at family.org.sg we hope you can share this podcast with a friend a fellow parent who may benefit from this episode as well. So do keep tuning in on our next episode of the Parentnet Podcast. Until next time, have a great week with your family. Mm-hmm.